show we back right here with you. Let's, hey, Dima, man, let's talk about that display in the NBA. Listen, the Mavs put up 146 against OKC. Man, what, what, what? Listen, uh, Kyrie, he had 25. Luka with a 32. Uh, Hardaway Jr. put in his traditional 10 points. But P.J. Washington added 14 points, newly acquired. Talk to me. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks did it. They killed the trade deadline. <laughs> they they got him something that just makes it so unfair now. They got him two people who can dunk. Just run and dunk. Just just get by the rim. I'm going to lob it up to you. Just dunk. Right. Because Daniel Gafford just acquired them from Washington, I believe. 19. 19 points, man. Yeah. So they answered the they 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 subtracted what they thought Grant Williams would give them as far as shooting ability. PJ Washington can give you that as well. He can knock down some threes, but also PJ Washington is a way better slasher. They have somebody who can slash behind defenses, and Luca is a he's one of the best passers in the league right now, if not the best. So that that fits what they're trying to do, and then. Even bigger than all of that is having Kyrie Irving back. Right, yeah. So this is, it, it's all coming together at the right time for them. Uncle it, Drew in the building, it, baby. It's going to be exciting to see what they do down the stretch. So, um, like you said, they, they did a, a great job, and it seemed to me like it, it was it was a lot of point production uh, from what they newly acquired. Uh, so, like you said, going down the road, man, we're going to have to pay close attention to this because we was always looking for what pieces do we need? What pieces do we know about the Batman and Robin thing? We knew about that, and you know they can score. And Holloway, uh, you know, Hardaway, he can get, you know, he can give you the points from the outside, and I don't think your boy Lively is back yet. But, listen, that's what we was waiting on, and I think it's going to take a, just a little bit of pressure off those other two so everybody else can work and make it a little bit easier for them. Watching the game, you should have seen the smile on Lucas' face. <laughs> yeah. Just being able to throw up lobs to, to PJ and Daniel Gaffey. They both look... <laughs> all three of these guys look like a breath of new life has been breathing into... Uh, Daniel uh, Gafford, after the game, said, it feel like I was drafted by this team. <laughs> it, it feel like I was always supposed to be here. Right. Like it felt like it just felt right as soon as I put the jersey on. So it shows just that what, you know, everybody says sometimes you just need new scenery. Sometimes you just need a new leader. You need some, you need a new person pulling that, that carriage. Mm-hmm. And now you got Luca, and, and it'll just... You'll, you'll show more effort cutting the back door. You'll want to cut back door more versus P.J. Washington here in Charlotte. He had no reason to cut back door that often. He was fine with just sitting out at the three-point line. Somebody, please kick me the ball. Right. So now it's just going to bring a lot more out of these guys that you probably don't see the value in unless you watch the game. Understood it in a different way. Yeah, new beginnings, man. It can mean a whole lot of difference. Now, uh, when I was looking at this game, uh, you had the Nets did beat the San Antonio Spurs one twenty three to one hundred three. I get that part, but uh, this is the part that I wanted to point out because you know I'm always on Wimby watch. Uh, he had twenty one points this game. You know he used to be a walking double double, but right now it seems like he's looking for his shot just a little bit more. Uh, is that a recipe for success? Oh, uh, that's that's terrible. Because uh, these past two games, um, first off, they on a terrible losing streak again. They done kicked that back off. Yep. Um, after we had seen them kind of putting together some wins, we thought that it was going to be a little building 
thing going on here. It's, it's kind of looked like it. And then, like you said, you go from three games ago, 16, 16, 14, 19, 14, 18, 13, to 15 and 1. Yeah, right, right. And then even this game, 21 and 4. Mm-hmm. You're seven foot three. <laughs> There's no reason that you're not getting more than one rebound. One rebound is despicable. Like that's just a lack of effort. There's Unacceptable. No other, there's no other way for me to. That's a lack of effort. Four rebounds kind of have the same feeling towards it. I still think it's a lack of effort thing. But also got to remember he's not our traditional always down there type center. But you don't have to be. You take two steps, you right up under the rim. In your long arms, people got to jump to get to your elbows. <laughs> so it, that's, what it, that's when it comes to just, you're not showing the effort down there. What happened, though, man? Because he was on such a good track and everything. And like I say, still young, still early, rookie season. But it seemed like in some areas his, his game is rescinding, man. Like you say, he should be a walking double-double, and he should be leading in rebounds. And I'm not I'm not writing him off because maybe this is just a a stretch, you know, that he's going through. Maybe, maybe that is just the case. But it's not. It's, it's not a good look. It has to be concerning, man. It's not a good look. It, it, it's really something that I would I would be worried about. Right. Like, it's not something that I'm just sweeping up. Under. We would have to have a conversation as to why. Why is the production suddenly... T- and it's not like, okay, you went from 14 to 8. You went from 13 to 7. Or, no, you're going from 14, 15 to 4 and 1. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I say, it stood out to me like a so thumb, man. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, Greg Pop was able to address that and to get that the way it needs to be, man. You know, because uh, right now you, 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 you're playing a good game, but you're kind of going in the wrong direction. And that's kind of what I was saying, too, earlier on about, you know, we get we get you're not a traditional 7-3 center power. We understand that. But earlier on, I seen I seen the the tendency to settle for three-point shots a lot more than what I thought you needed to do. Yes, you can do that, but also take advantage of what you were given. Your height advantage is an advantage. Right. You can just turn around and drop the basket in. Mm-hmm. Even if you are going to go up against some of the most athletic. Some, sometimes athleticism ain't going to save everybody. Right, exactly. Okay, well, you know, I'm on Wimby Watch, so I'm going to keep close eye on that one. Hey, guess what, D, my man? What's that? Hornets win! Hornets win! Hornets win. Listen, this is number 11 on the season, baby. Listen, it looked to me, okay, because this was a exciting game to watch because I was looking at this one very closely. It looked to me like they played every single player that they acquired in the trade. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They was a whole bench. <laughs> if you was here before, you didn't touch the floor. <laughs> I love it. I and love one it. of them started. Right. We acquired, I want to say, five people. Mm-hmm. Trey Man started. Trey Man started. <laughs> So whoever was starting for him, he, oh, it's Smith. You just got waved. Yeah. Book Knight, you just got waved. So that Bryce McGowan was coach's decision DNP. Nick Smith Jr., coach's decision DNP. So that's what I was saying. 
this answered a lot of questions that I had early on to why they weren't touching the floor. Y'all just don't like them. It's mm. something y'all seeing them that just it don't look right to y'all. And I'm not saying that's right, but at least now I have an answer. Right. Because as soon as y'all had somebody else to play, you did. Y'all played them. Right. <laughs> so I, now at least now at least I have an answer to why aren't these guys touching the floor? Yeah. They just don't think they're good. Oh, Steve <laughs> Clifford already told me that anyway. <laughs> I think I remember that conversation. Yeah, Steve probably told me that anyway. That he just don't think that good. But I, what we did at the trade deadline, I think, is is a great thing going forward. Um, we got Trey Man, who he didn't have a great scoring night. Which I I think that'll come. That'll be fine. I think that's what he does more, especially attacking the rim. Um, I think he'll be fine in that aspect. What I was impressed to see was the nine assists from him, mm-hmm. which I don't really think is his game. But then you look at uh, what we got off the bench, Grant Williams. All of a sudden, his three point shot done came back. I know Luke was watching this game like, <laughs> where that been at? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Fifteen points on the night. And then you, you know, Steph, Seth got in, knocked down a three. I know his daddy loved to see that number thirty. Yeah, on the floor. And then Bertans three threes. Uh, Mitchets. I think he was. I think he's gonna be the biggest piece to this thing, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he gives us, I'm thinking of when we're healthy. Right now, you know, it's it's cool. We got a W. I still realize what this Hornets team is right now. We we nothing without Lamelo and Mark Williams. I just don't. But it shows when we do get healthy, we'll have a facilitator on this bench as well who can score the ball too. You know, we'll have Davis Bertans who can stretch the floor. Grant Williams, who can stretch the floor and rebound. We'll have Seth Curry, who can come in and stretch the floor. So it's a lot of, I think we're going in that direction of, we got Miles Bridges. He's our slasher, catch and shoot. Brandon Miller, he's our, give me the ball, I can I can get to the rim, I can score. Now we're looking at people around him, who can we catch and shoot guys. Right. Things of that nature. They're Lamelo, people who I can drive and kick to, and they can knock it down consistently. That's, I, it, Great deadline by the Hornets. Great deadline. Finally pulled the trigger. Finally did something. Great deadline. And in, in, in the first game, it showed some type of – it was the right decision to go this way. It was fun to watch this game, actually, man. It had my full attention, okay? We already know what uh, – listen, Miles Bridges gave him 25, Miller gave him 18, Nick Richards gave him 13. But, man, when I started seeing these other names, when I started seeing these other players and everything, I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. So it it, it, it kind of it grabbed my attention. And I was like, well, maybe now we got a little something we can work with. Got, I'm kind of looking forward to the second half of the season now. Uh, Like I said – I think, yeah, it'll be entertaining to watch mm-hmm. just because of the style of... And you look at some of these of these splits, 7 for 9 from Brandon Miller, 11 for 13 from Miles Bridges, 6 for 10, 5 for 11, 3. It was an efficient night because of somebody as a mission came in and, and made it easier. Trey Mann was willing to pass the ball. I've seen Miles Bridges drive and kick out a couple times. So it's showing passing can be infectious. It, it can be an infectious thing just seeing someone want to share the ball it, it'll be interesting, but I still just think we got to be realistic of it. It depends a lot on when we get LaMelo back. And I still don't think we'll be able to 
make up for the bad start that we've had. Yeah, uh, of course not. You know, I, I don't expect for them to, uh, you know, end above five hundred. Uh, so um, I am in, I'm not out of reality. I'm in reality when it comes to that. Um, I, I guess it's just a, a, a chain of, of scenery or a chain of a, a change of pace in the sense of man. You know, now we got you know something to, to, to really really watch. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. And it is something. It's something new. Like instead of like I said, the Hornets haven't been making these moves and things like that. I just don't want. And when I said out of reality, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about these other fans. Who is? They'll see the losing and things like. Because I'm pretty sure the losing will pick back up and eventually it start again. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people will see that and think the draft trade deadline was a bust. It was a failure. It was why did we do this? Why? I don't see PJ Washington succeeding in Dallas. It's, why did we do that? Why did Gordon Hay? You know things like that. I just think now it's kind of giving us a fresh breath of life. Right. And that's what we should be watching these games as. Yeah. Looking towards the future. Absolutely, man, because, listen, I'm going to tell you, the most exciting shot of the game, man, was when Seth Curry hit that three-pointer from the top of the key. That's all he scored. He had a couple steals in there, but, man, that it looked sweet, man. It just felt good. It just That one shot to me was like a momentum changer for the whole entire game, man. It just put a smile on my face. All right, well, check this out. Uh, we had a game that went to overtime. Listen, Orlando, baby, beat uh, those Chicago Bulls 114-108. to uh, uh, Tell me how you feel about that 36 from Wagner, baby. Pachero, 13. Uh, Suggs, 13. Uh, Pachero, I'm sorry, 19. Shrugs, 13. And, and uh, your boy, Cold Anthony, baby, with a double-double. 14 points, 11 rips. Uh, they're, they're still a team. Like said, they're young. Um, they started off hot. They're just starting to level out. A little bit more, uh, you know. You get into that that thick of this, the you know the the meat of the schedule. You get to that bone. And <laughs> it, it's kind of wearing on them. It, it, it get harder and harder to wake up every day and play one hundred and ten percent. So that's the stretch of that eighty two game wear and tear. Uh, but they're just there. They can still put together games like this. Um, I still think they're fine. They're a team of the future to be worried about. You're going to have to see them sometime in the future. Uh, just right now, they're just coming back down to earth mm-hmm. a little bit. They're getting knocked back down to earth a little bit, but they they're still finding ways to come out and win games. And this, it wasn't you on the other side. You had twenty eight from DeRozan, twenty six from Vucevic, Kobe White with fourteen and seven, and then Ayo Dasumo, whose name I haven't seen in a while, came right. and gave us nine, gave him nineteen. So it was a fight. The overtime was warranted. Um, these are the type of games you like to see your young team be able to win, though. Yeah. Um, so, um, do you have any any idea when Zach Levine coming back? No, yeah. I think Zach Levine working on a buyout. Oh, okay. Well, I was just saying, you know, when, whenever you take you, you think about it, you know, it, it, it's something that hey could have used his productivity if you had it. But anyway, next, listen. Now, when you think about them Pacers, baby, them Pacers, uh, one twenty five, the Knicks one eleven. We already know the state of the state of what the, the New York Knicks are in. They seem to be playing short. Um, like you say, you starting people like Precious Achua and, and those things like that. Uh, Taj Gibson gave you zero in the starting lineup. Jalen Brunson gave you 39, uh, you know, and, you know, he he's not 100%. Uh, ain't going to win that way. They need to get healthy quick. Yeah, uh, and it shows it, – it, it kind of shows how big that OG Adenobi trade yes. was for them. Um, it it kind of shows how big Julius Randle has been for them. 
And I think the biggest thing is um, y'all got to figure out something with this paint. Y'all got to figure it out. Because even you look at it, yeah, Mitchell Robinson shouldn't be this. Losing Mitchell Robinson or not having Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein for a game should not be this detrimental to your team. Mm-hmm. It shows the the cliff of our, who we have starting versus who we have available. You give it up. It shows how deep that fall off is to where this is the outcome of not having one of them. Yeah. It feels like they was they put themselves in contention with the trade to out of contention almost overnight. It's just that's how it felt. I mean, I know you have some injuries that you're dealing with and everything or whatever, man. But when you look at what they're putting on the floor right now, it, it's not a very good product. It's, it is tough. It's tough because you go get Alec Burks, who did have a good game for you. Bogdanovich, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, I really just think you got to get your guys back. And that, and that, it's scary because it leaves so, it leaves not a lot of room for error. Right. This type of team of, if we don't have our four, it's really just your four guys. We, Brunson, uh, Ananobi, Randall, your three guys. And it's somebody freaking competent to play the center position. It, it, it shows that you guys aren't, if one of those or two of those guys aren't there, you guys are you guys are this. Yeah, yeah, and it's not 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 good at all. Now, when you think about the Pacers, right? Okay, now uh, Pascal Siakam, man, he, he's been he's been very con- consistent. Uh, he had 19 points this night. Uh, Turner had uh, 23. Halliburton, he's doing his thing, and, I, and like I said, I don't even think he's 100. percent He had 22. McConnell gave him 16. Jackson gave him 12 off the bench. Uh, so the Pacers seem to be like, hey, okay, like you say, it's, it's a situation. Even though it was a not-so-good Knicks team that they played against, it seemed like they started taking figured out a little bit more and spread that ball out. Yeah, and, and a lot of it was as soon as Pascal came, Tyrese went down. So they didn't really get that plan together. So now they're really building up that chemistry. And he's the point guard. Tyrese is a legit point guard. Uh, so he gets everything going. He gets it all running smoothly, and that leads to the production. Miles Turner went nine for nine for twenty three. Yeah, so that shows how he makes it easier for everybody around. Right, exactly. Now listen, the Hawks played the Rockets. Uh, Hawks won one twenty two one thirteen. And the first thing I want to say is Dante Murray showed up. Okay, uh, Trey Young only had 18 this game, but Murray had 34. All right, Bay gave him 24, and Johnson gave him 21. All right, so uh, has he figured some things out? Um, I don't even think he's figured it out. I just think uh, it's – well, I'll say that too, but I'll say it as a he had to. With them deciding to – you know, he was tied a lot to trade rumors right before the deadline. With them deciding to stick it out with you, despite the record, despite production, despite how it's looked, they they believe in you. They believe they still think you and Trey can get it done. You just have to go out there and get it done, and you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now that is your only option. So so um, whether they say it or not, no matter if they do say it, listen. If your name is in trade rumors, it's in your head. Uh, so with that trade deadline being gone now. He can just get back to playing his game and hopefully uh, help these Atlanta Hawks make a deep run, man. Yeah, and that's really what it is. They're just trying to – right now, you're you're holding on to that 10th seed play-in spot. Luckily, 
You're in a terrible Eastern Conference to where everybody outside <laughs> of that 10th spot really don't. You got the Nets, and then you go Toronto, Hornets, Washington. None of those, maybe the Nets, mm. none of those guys is really making that three-game difference up. Maybe the Nets. Right. So it's really just a thing of it's only up from here. And even if we do get in at 10, we at least have a chance. So y'all just need to be prepared for when we get that chance. Right, exactly. Now, the other, the, other, the other team that they played was the Rockets. It has to be confusing to have two Jay Greens on your team. It is what it is. Whatever. Listen, uh, Brooks, he gained 14. Jay Green, 19. Jay Green, 26. Uh, Thompson, which you said was a utility player, man, gave him a double-double with 12 points and 11 rips. Holiday backed that up with 18. Uh, so it wasn't a bad game. They didn't win it, uh, but they was able to put some points on the floor. So uh, hopefully they're going to be able to take and start uh, gaining a little bit of traction when it comes to consistency of play. Uh, the thing with them is they're ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of suck that they're not fully getting over that hump. Uh, but, again, you just got to remember you're ahead of schedule. You guys weren't supposed to be this good right now. Uh, you played this game without Sengun. You played it without Van Vliet. So, you're fine. Um, it's just games like this where Dylan Brooks can't shoot two for ten. Right. Uh, Jalen Green can't shoot two for nine. But he did give you that triple-double. But still, we we need that to be a little bit more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those games. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. definitely needs to pick it up. He, he needs to pick it because he's supposed to be a bigger part in what's going on. And he's kind of just keeps falling by the wayside with with the talent. They keep, you know, it was Jalen Green first, and they go get you. Mm-hmm. Um, Shingun was the, the second pick in that draft. He, he's overtook, you know, he's overlapped you as far as the role in this team. Then this year they go get Armand Thomas. Armand's came in, and they see the benefits of having him defensively, his willingness to crash the boards, his IQ. So it's just you keep sliding down and down, and you have to pick it up. Right, right. And like you say, uh, we, we do want to uh, give recognition to that triple-double that Jay Green gave him, 26 points, uh, 10 assists, and 14 rips. And hopefully the next time he put us up those type of numbers, it equals out to a win. Now, listen, this next game right here that we're talking about, it was a very chippy game, man. It was very chippy. You know the game I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Warriors and the Suns, okay? It was a last-second shot that was able to be executed by who? No other than Steph Curry, 113 to 112. This game was very chippy, all right? It was a very physical-type game, uh, and it was a bunch of two smalls that was playing. Um, First of all, how do you feel about how this game went? Um, It's that... We understand the Draymond and Kevin Durant situation, the drama that they had when they was on the same team. They don't really see eye to eye. They probably really that deep down don't like each other. Um, that came a lot, and it, and it showed through everybody else as well. The rest of the team fed off of that energy. And then you got to think the Draymond and Nurkic situation. Early. The Suns don't like Draymond. The league don't like Draymond, but that's another conversation. But in it, 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 the, the game off of that energy that was underlying and like it, people weren't going out there and punching each other in the face and things like but you could feel the energy in that game you could see it people like you said a lot of the two smalls Nurkic turning his back on somebody it wasn't even a three point shot the man was trying to post you up and you turned your back on him that's it it just shows the level of I don't care about you you don't care about me we're not even finna act like we do Right. Um, and then it just it, and it showed in 
in the scoreboard and it showed in the final play. It mm-hmm. came down to it. Even that final with the Draymond Green strip on Kevin, it showed in everything down to the wire. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, it would have put an even bigger, uh, brighter light on the situation if the Warriors would have lost this game. You see what I mean? Because it was already a, a situation. Because he played good, twenty-one points. Wiggins had twelve, and Curry he gave in his uh, he gave in uh, thirty for him. Uh, Durant he had a great game with twenty-four. Booker had thirty-two. Like I say, uh, this team just don't like each other. You see at all. Um, I, I feel that um, uh, Bill, it may have been a different outcome if he would have went for you know the taking a garden, put some defense on one of the greatest shooters of the game instead of taking looking for a, a steal. Um, then, like you said, it could have uh, swung the other way. Yeah, and that's just one of those in the moment type decisions you make. Um, you're always gonna believe in yourself and what you can do. So he, I don't blame him for that. It's one of those I took a chance. I took a chance and I paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Because even if you guard Steph, can you really guard Steph? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's a very, very so hard best, thing to do. Sometimes your best bet is to not even let the ball get in his hands. Right. So, you know, and Bradley Bill's not the best defender in the world. That ain't what you think of first when you think of Bradley. So it was kind of that. I took a chance. It didn't work in my favor. Yeah, I got you. Like you say, it was a good game, though. It was it, it was a good Great game. game. Yeah. Now, listen, uh, the, the Pelicans, they, they just seem to, to, you know, I think they done figured something out, man, because the Pelicans, they beat the Trailblazers, which we, we know who the Trailblazers are. They are who they are, and their record shows that. But the Pelicans uh, beat uh, the Trailblazers 93-84. to 84. Uh, Ingram, he didn't have a big, big night. Uh, he had 17 points, but uh, uh, Murray the third had 24 Balachuna 16, Jones 14, and uh, Marshall gave him uh, 10 off the bench, man. Don't seem like uh, Zion played this game, but it seemed to me like uh, the Pelicans are doing some doing some work. They're trying to put some work in there. Yeah, I've always liked the roster constructed by this team. Um, it just seemed always they couldn't get it to click all the time. Mm-hmm. So it just seems now that everybody's bought in a little bit more. Just a little bit more, and it seems to have gone along. Because this team is talented. You you got Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Valentino, CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy. Uh, you got GTA, who the sneakiest man in the league. <laughs> you, got, you got some talent on this. We I've mentioned Jordan Hawkins on past episodes. So you guys have things on this team. Um, Zion Williamson, who we know if he's out there, he can give you 25 and 10. Like, he can do these things for you. So... We understand that. It just everybody has to get on that same page of where we want to go as a team. I think that's where they're at now. And it's still going to be a building process because you guys weren't on that same page for long. Right. Now, uh, you know I have to ask, Scoot Henderson, I don't think he played this game. So, I mean, what's his status now, man? Just just a uh, coach's decision on a DNP uh, or they, something that's going on? They said left foot. He has a left uh, foot injury. Um, I wonder how long that's going to bother him. Yeah. But <laughs> with him, he can't afford to miss anything. Right. He, he needs all the growing pains and and bumps on the head that he can get right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, had to ask about it. Listen, this is another game that got very chippy. And it seems like this time of year, man, it's always a situation where the Boston Celtics just let you know we here. All right? It's just how it works, man. Okay? This game, uh, the Boston Celtics uh, beat the Miami Heat 110 to 106. Like I said, another very physical game. Uh, Tatum gave him 26. Brown gave him 20. Hey, Porzingis gave him 25. Uh, hey, listen. Look who showed up. Uh, Jeru, uh, you know how much you like him? Game 15. How you feel about this Celtics Heat game? Uh, we've talked about 
uh, both of these teams a lot. And it just this game kind of showed where both of these teams are in our minds. The Heat didn't have Jimmy Butler. It showed that they just could not muster up enough without Jimmy Butler. This team, the Celtics, they had all their guys actually show up. And that's what it is. And they've, we've seen the only thing that really beats the Celtics is themselves. Yeah. When they don't shoot good and when they don't put that effort in on defense. And then Jason Tatum has come out and said he felt like his missing piece this whole time has been KP. He felt like he is the missing piece to helping them get over the hump. So he he's already come. That's basically saying I need these 25 from KP. Not so much from Jalen Brown. Right, yeah. I can understand that. Um, listen, when you when you think about this Heat team and everything, we have talked about uh, Bam Adebayo as well. He had a double-double in this game, 22 points with 13 rips. It wasn't enough, though. It just wasn't enough. Like you say, he's not that guy. Hero gave him 24. C. Martin gave him 15. Robinson gave him uh, gave him 15 as well. And I think T.T. Uh, T. Terry time, he may have got hurt this game. Uh, but like you say, uh, if, if, if the Butler's not playing, uh, guess who's for dinner? <laughs> it's pretty much what it is, man. You know what it I mean? Is, and it, it's bad because we I've already stated that I don't think Ben Matabayo can be a two on a championship team. Mm-hmm. He definitely can't be your one when your one goes down. This is what happens. Yes, it was a close game. Close don't win. Nothing. Close right. don't pay the bills. None of that. Very good in horseshoes. But that's about it. That's the only place that matters. <laughs> that's the only place that matters. But it, and it, and it, 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 it has to become frustrating at some point. And that's what I said about the Jimmy Butler thing. How long do you sacrifice your career for what you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to build at some point is destroying what could be built. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Triple J, Triple J didn't have a good night. He only had six points. But uh, uh, just touching back on, on uh, Jimmy Butler, just just one quick moment before we move on. Um, he has been in and out of the lineup a lot. And, uh, and so it's a little bit of inconsistency there. And, you know, your best ability is... And that's the thing, too. I don't want them to be sitting there banking on, well, we did it as an AFC last year. Right. How... Do you know how hard that is? And do you know how much that takes out of you to try to get back to that again? Like you said, Cinderella, Cinderella story, and at the end, it says the end. It says the end. Mm-hmm. And you're you just right. making it harder and harder for yourself. Right. Every time that witch gives you an apple, you tend to bite it. Yeah, don't do that. It's a worm in there. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you when you think about the Thunder, okay, the Thunder and the Kings, the Thunder 127, the Kings 113, and we know how good uh, the Kings can be, man, especially with the Harrison Bonds, Sabonis, gave him a double-double, 21 and 11. Darren Fox had an off night. He only gave him 15. Malik Monk looked good with 26, uh, but hey, that young OKC Thunder team are looking real nice, man. 127-113. Chop it up. Yeah. Uh, OKC had to bounce back from that, that new look Dallas Mavericks game. They did. That caught him off guard. Uh, I, could, I can honestly understand why that catches him off guard. It's a completely new look. You know, you got the same two guys up there with completely new assortment of weapons around. It, it, it tends to get a little dangerous. <laughs> it tends to get... Y'all done gave them a nuke out there. Right. You know, they done went from pistols to automatic machine guns. Right. It, it, it's, it's a little different. different. Ball game. A little different. 
So it's, it's that, but then you know, I like this bounce back for a young team, and it's against another. Like I said, OKC and these young are doing what Sacramento already did. They were a young team that caught the league by storm, went to the playoffs. You know, they couldn't finish the story. That's what OKC is trying to do. They're trying to take what you did and do it a little bit better. Um, and they just have that. They have the pieces there. Shay putting together MVP season. Yeah, he had 38 points this night. He's putting together an MVP season. But then you look at a Jalen Williams. You look at Chet Hongu. You look at Lou Dort. You look at – then they, they pick up uh, Gordon Haywood. Who can who who can give them another fifteen points a game? I'm interested to see when he gonna play though. But oh, go ahead. If he, if he, if he, I swear <laughs> that man shows up and plays the rest of this season, no problem. I want some money back. Listen, I mean, I'm just the saying. The Hornets need some money back. I'm just saying, how long can your calf hurt? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because you, your legs are needed in order to shoot he the had, basketball. We talked about this before. He had to pass a physical. To get sent out there to OKC. Just saying. You know. He had to pass something <laughs> to get sent out there to OKC. He weren't trading for damaged goods. Right. So exactly. they, they know something. He knows something. We know something. <laughs> he need to be writing a check. He need to be writing a check. Can I get a refund, please? Please. It's tax time, too. You owe us some money. <laughs> Well, check this out, man. We got some games on tap, baby. Ten to be exact in the NBA. First up, do you feel that the, that the Hornets can get a win tonight against the Pacers? No. Like, not at all? No. no not even close? Uh-uh. Not with them being healthy and, and having that point guard back. And then the, you, they got better at Pascal. <laughs> and, and they was whooping us earlier in the season. You think I, I like Mitchell that much? <laughs> I like them now. I don't like them that much. I got you, man. Flash in the pan. But it was fun to watch. When no, it that's what I say. They'll be, it'll be an exciting game. Um, it'll be a lot closer than what it would have been last week. <laughs> <laughs> got them. Listen, 76ers and the Cavs. What we think about that right there. Here's my whole thing. With, with the ones that they have been able to acquire, it looks like to me that they're trying their very best to compensate the Joel Embiid point production. Yeah, they're, they're trying to still make a, a run at it. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it done for them, man? It's, it's kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? What's a word that describes just doing something... For absolutely no reason at all. Going through the motions. That's exactly the word. <laughs> they just going through it. They just doing it. They doing it because they seeing everybody else do it. They doing it because somebody, somebody named Charles commented on their Instagram and said they need to do it. They know they have no reason to do it. We not gonna win nothing. Yeah, man, that's and it's crazy. It's not even like they went. I understand they went and got some shooters. They went and got things like that. Y'all lost a seven foot monster down there. Yeah, man, and they ain't do nothing to replace that. Mm. Mm. So it, it kind of feels like because you know uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey was coming into his own, uh, especially all the way back to the beginning of the season when that trade happened and whatever, and all those things took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, look great. Uh, then once his point production and all of the things he did went up, so did the targets on him, and they started locking him down on D. So now he had to struggle for those points every night, and you see the point production falling off, and just just saying they, they haven't been able to recover, especially with the big man. Yeah, especially with the big man out. Just have not been able to recover at all. Yeah, that's the thing. I just you gotta understand. 
how much this guy means to your team. It's, it's everything. It's not a it's not a situation where who can we think of? It's it's not a situation where I think all these teams really depend on one guy a lot. But okay. It's not a situation where Minnesota has lost a Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I understand what Rudy Gobert does for them defensively. They'll still be able to make up that with the Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards out there doing what they're doing. You guys losing Joel have nothing on your roster that can replace what a Joel and B does. Right. That's thirty plus game. That's thirty plus points. 12 to 14 rebounds a game. That's going to take two to three guys to replace that. And I guess that's the route they're going. None of those guys is going to replace that rebound productivity. It's going to take a dang near perfect game from them to replace that point production. Buddy Hill is not the Buddy Hill of old. He's kind of taking a a little, he's having a down year. Let's go. He's having a down year. That's why the Pacers were so willing to move on from him. We have other guys who can make shots now. They're doing it better. <laughs> exactly. Man, like I said, it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough to watch, man, and everything because, like you said, I know how much uh, Joel Embiid means to the team. I also know how much he, he wants to ring. He wants to make a deep run into the playoffs. Um, but as we said before, and not trying to drive it into the ground too much, the man has to stay healthy. Uh, things happen. Injuries happen. We know that. Not taking nothing from that whole process. It can happen to anybody at any given time. But – in order for the 76 to succeed, Joel Embiid has to be held. And when does it become a point where you look at your roster and just see we're not there when it comes to these other guys, when it comes to the Boston Celtics, when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks, when it comes to Minnesota or OKC or the other side? Do I have enough around me to where I fight through these? You know, it, even if it starts off as a nick, do I have enough around me to where it's worth fighting through this nick and it becomes something bigger? Right. Because my thing is, this year, you look at what's around you. Do you think Philly has enough, even with you coming back at anything other than 100%? Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. It's something to think about, man. And some decisions is going to have to be made. I got you. Listen, Bulls, Hawks. Now, that Kobe White... Uh, <laughs> ice tray matchup, man. This has got to be a great game to watch tonight. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it should be interesting. I, just, I I think the Hawks have a little bit more mm-hmm. just with them what's available to them as since Zach Levine is not playing right now. Uh, and then, like you said, Dejounte seems to have figured out something or just bought in a little bit more because this is your home now. Right. So it it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. So so you feel like the Hawks is gonna pull that thing out. Yeah, I think they'll pull it out. Um I'd go one twenty four to one thirteen. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs is playing the Toronto Raptors. I just got one question. Do Victor Wambiama get a double double tonight or not? I don't think so. Mm. Still and going in the like wrong said, direction. It's, it's been that effort thing. And I don't see effort clicking on just from, you know, I don't see it clicking on after 
what we've seen. Yeah, and and, and with them playing the Grizz, um, and they they uh, losing to one of the worst teams in the league, that they gonna come out with a purpose. Yeah. Okay, okay. Listen, uh, this is a very interesting game to watch. Them Denver Nuggets, the defending champions, against the Milwaukee Bucks. First of all, do uh, Damian Leonard play tonight? Because that's going to be one of the main things to look at. Because I'm telling you, the Joker, he he already looking at this as a finals matchup. Yeah, and Damon and Giannis are both game time decisions. They and, are, they always are. And Chris Middleton's out. Yeah, he had that injury. Yeah, uh, Kevin, yeah. He rolled his ankle. Yeah, in that yeah. I saw that one. It didn't look it good. It don't look good. So you need them. You need both of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. He has to. I think you have to just because you only get two games to see the other side. And this is who you expect to, you know, one of those teams that you expect to possibly get there. You want to see them. Yes. You want to measure yourselves up against this. Right, right. And and we know how hot and cold it's been and everything uh, since the acquiring of the new coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. So who wins this game? Mm-hmm. If everybody's healthy, I'm leaning towards Giannis in the books. Okay. I'm leaning towards them. Um, I just think the effort starts to pick up more, uh, especially on defense. It has to. I just don't see you guys playing the whole year with this lackadaisical style of defense. And Jamal Murray going to have to hit 30 tonight. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, too. He hasn't been himself. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. What is he waiting on? Playoff time, man. Wake up now. Man. He looks like somebody. He is also though. He has his biggest moments in the playoffs. You got to get that first. I, with them, I don't think it's, that's not what they worried about. Okay, they're well. not worried about. And that's another team. They're not worried about seedings either. Yeah, they're not worried about if we got to see such and such in the first round versus waiting to see them. In the, we got to see them regardless. Yeah, that, I think they have that. Type of, and it don't matter. Yeah, it seems to be working for him. You're right. Uh, listen, the Knicks and the Rockets play. Uh, I just want to know who you think going to win that thing because the Knicks, man, like you said, it's probably, it could be a foregone conclusion, but the game has to be played. Knicks, yeah. Rockets. Uh, and, uh, this is just with, if if everybody shows up and plays, uh, I think the Knicks could do it. Mm-hmm. If they come out with the, the same lineup from last game, <laughs> I'm definitely going with the Rockets. <laughs> Love it. Listen, the district plays the Mavs, okay? So it should be a great shoot night for the Mavs. Uh, we're not going to worry about the rest with that. Okay. Listen, the Warriors and the Jazz should be a good one, man. Should be a good one between the Warriors and the Jazz, man. Chop it up. Um, they can't have The Warriors can't have a game where Klay Thompson plays the way he played last game. Mm-hmm. I think he had, what, six points, two for 10, two for 50, something like that. And he can't even have that. Can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Um, this 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 team is a good team. This Utah Jazz team is a good team. Like I said, they have an All Star. They have some young up and coming talent. Uh, I still like Walker Kessler out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a Colin Sexton fan just because of his approach. Like he he has that dog eat dog style to him. Like it, I don't care how good you is. Can you match my level of err? Like he, right. like he has that to him. There you go. Um, so it's they're a good team, and they just fight. They just show up and fight because they they are looked at as the top team in the league, or one of the top teams in the league. So they have to show up every night and give that effort that some teams can't give. Yeah. So it, it, it's just gonna take 
It can't be Stephen Curry versus the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can say it. Yeah, and it makes sense to me. And like you say, for a lot of games this season, even the ones we want, and even the ones they have won, has been that. How about this one right here for you though? Uh, 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 wrapping it all together. T Wolves and the Clippers. Now we know that the Clippers have been very aggressive and they've been playing a very good brand of basketball. And the T Wolves are not a slouch. I think this is going to be a great matchup as well. This one is kind of because, like, we, we talk about the Nuggets, we talk about the Thunder, we talk about Timberwolves. You know, we talk about these teams. These are the games where one of us are getting out of this West. I want to let you know now it's not going to be you. <laughs> for, for whatever team it is And that's what I'm They both have to have their approach to the game One of us is making it out Right I'm finna show you tonight that it will not be you Right So that's just And both of these teams have that capability On one end you do have Probably the hottest young star in the game right now With Anthony Edwards You have the best defensive player we've seen in the last decade With Rudy Gobert You got the greatest shooting big man If you ask him and Carl Anthony Towns. I'm, he is. Uh, let me stop. He is the greatest shooting big man. So then you go to, you look at the Clippers. We don't really have. They have what they have. And then it's clicking now. They've been the hottest team after that 0-5. They had the best record in the NBA after that 0-5 start. So both of y'all know, Timberwolves, y'all been at the top of the West for almost this whole, you know, battling back and forth with the Thunder. For a good part of the season. So we know what we are. We're going to show you guys what we are. And that goes for both teams. And I think that's... And both teams have... Anthony Edwards being the leader of that Timberwolves team. He has that like... I'm going to show y'all. I ain't going to talk about it. I ain't going to tell you. I'm going to come out here and show you. The Clippers... Kawhi being that leader. It's not a talker. He's not a... We're going to come out here and, and show you guys... And it's not just, we're not your regular super team. Right, right. Because tonight's the night. Tell me, who you got winning that game and pop out a scope? Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota with this one. Okay, nice. And I think it's going to be a, a mixture of Anthony Edwards has a big night and, and Rudy protects that paint to the way we seen Rudy when he won those three DPOIs. Right, exactly. Man, it's going to be so fun to watch. And after we watch it, <laughs> we chop it up. D, my man. What's going on? The Super Bowl. Da, da, da. Listen, Kansas City Chiefs, 25. San Francisco, 49ers, 22. Listen, back-to-back wins, man. Chiefs are the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in nearly two decades, man. Listen, it had to me just a little bit more, as you put it. To me, it seems to be the hardest and toughest win that Kansas City was able to pull off. Chop it up, man. Great game, man. Great game. I think I think we ended up getting the two best teams at the end of this thing. Uh, and that doesn't usually happen. You know, um, sometimes you always you get that, like, dang, if somebody else was here, dang, if they would have made it. That, I don't think anybody can honestly say that this game. Um, both teams went out there and put it all on the line and, and put on an amazing show. So, and, and from that point, great game. Um, 
not disappointed at all. Yeah, I can understand that. Now, listen, when, when you think about it and, and, and everything that kind of happened, uh, let, let's go back just just a little bit. The Chiefs, they hadn't looked like themselves like all season long. They they just didn't. Uh, we, we took and we know that it was a situation where it came about where um, the offense didn't look themselves. Uh, they forgot how to catch the ball. Uh, the defense has always been uh, what they, you know, what they have always been. And they've been looking great all season. Uh, with that uh, missing experience at the wide receiver position, uh, you know, it was a situation where we're going to have to overcome this. And Patrick Mahomes has said that themselves, himself. When, when you look at it at that 10 to 3, all right, at that halftime score, uh, Brock Purdy came out came out looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like he was throwing darts through windows. Uh, they was utilizing their, their run game. Uh, and it was a situation where it's like, oh, okay, now we're in a situation where maybe it's here you go again. The productivity is not going to be there for Kansas City. But, man, they turned to the round in that second half scoring 22 points. Yeah, and, and it, I think it's like, yeah, like you were saying, beginning off, it was just a well-rounded offensive game. The run game was going, which opens up the pass game a lot more. In the second half, they got away from that run game a lot. Yeah. They went completely away from it. That was a head-scratcher for me because I don't understand why. They went when you, Especially when you have the best player in football at that position. CMC. And when I say I don't, I don't mean it as the best player at that position. No, you have the best player in football <laughs> in that backfield. Right. You 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 give him a chance to make a play. Um. But again, it's just that it didn't. We talk about Patrick Mahomes. It's that if you leave that door open, he's that fly that was flying around your porch light. He's gonna get in there. Yeah, I did notice that, man. I'm so glad that you say that because even even with that lead at halftime, I was like, San Francisco has not closed the door on these Kansas City Chiefs. And if, and I think it was that last second field goal at the end that kind of not being able to build on that ten point lead, and then for them to come down, getting, you know, you could have they don't get that three points. Okay, it's still a two possession game. You give up that three at the end of the game, and it kind of re it kind of reinstalls the thought of we're still in this thing. Mm-hmm. Versus if you go down 10, you go into halftime 10, your thoughts are kind of different versus we're only down a touchdown. Okay. Right, right. Um, so as I'm watching this game, man, one thing that stood out to me the most is the last Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs played, he had to use his arm more than anything else because basically he was on one leg. He had that ankle injury, mm-hmm. and, and it was a situation where he had to utilize his arm. He did run a little bit, but not much. He took it and it was more of an arm thing. In this Super Bowl, it was his legs that opened it up for him, man. He was making some magnificent runs at some very important times, especially was it that fourth and one, mm-hmm. where he kind of did that on keep, he keep tweet. On, he did it on a third and one and a fourth and one. Right. The same drive. Wasn't nobody expecting same that. Drive. Yeah, that, that final drive, I want to say, was it to either force overtime or was it the game winning one in but it was one of those key drives I want to say it was the overtime drive to where he and that's the thing this is the this was his put my team on my back performance yeah a lot of times you can say he got bailed out whether it was the calls you guys didn't like whether it was Travis Kelsey running a zigzag curling route up the middle of the field for a test whatever our Jalen Hurts didn't whatever y'all's reasons have been in the past you can't say that anymore he doesn't have a top free kill he doesn't have any of those things around him and he still came out there and put the team on his back and found a way to get it done and that's I think that's the biggest thing in that Chiefs locker room is we have him 
Right. We yeah. have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Whatever game we walk into, we have a chance. His three Super Bowl wins, he's what, three or four? His three Super Bowl went first. His only loss is to the right now stamp GOAT. Only lost. GOAT. Three or four, he was down 10-plus points going into halftime. Mm-hmm. One all three of them. Right. So it shows – it's not even a – you know, a lot of people is, oh, I see him in practice. He shows up to work every day. I know what type of guy he is. This, this, that, that, and the third. With this team, it's not – you don't have those – you don't have to say that. I've seen him do it at the brightest lights on multiple occasions, and he's only 28. Right, yeah. And like I said, I had to mention that I said I felt that he had another rapper to pull out the hat, man. It was such it was such a, a very um uh slow developing play with that little flea flicker type situation mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, Okay, what just happened? But when you when you think about that, um was it not a situation where uh the the, the defense don't seem like it was where it needed to be at that point in time. It, it, like it was so close, but it still happened. Just one of those you know, they caught him off guard. And it was really early, too. Mm-hmm. It was early in the game. That's one of those weird things that you're not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just what it was. Yeah. I got you. I was just, I was sitting here and, and thinking about this game, and when 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 I kind of chopped it up in my mind, it was a situation where uh, at at first I felt that Brock Purdy was very comfortable. Um, they wasn't getting to him like they like they usually do, but that second half adjustment uh, caused them to get to him a little bit more. And they was doing the same thing for the 49ers defense when it came to um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. They was getting to him too. And that's the thing too. Uh, I want to give us we we got, we talked about Chase Young. He showed up this game. Mm-hmm. The effort could not be questioned this game. He showed up. Joey Bosa showed up. Um, Fred Werner was kind of quiet, uh, but that's that avoiding him type thing. Um, but it's a lot of things that go into Dre Greenlaw going down on a on a running on the field. <laughs> You can't prepare for those type things. Man, it was such a freak accident, man. I mean, I, I was, it was totally unexpected to me because when they cut to that and I seen that and then I see him went down on a non-contact, i like, this can't be good. And listen, so, you know, you had that one with Greenlaw. You also had the Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. but he took he ended up coming back. You said you was missing the left guard and everything with that situation as well. So that's – and George, with, George Kittles went out for a second. Even with Debo coming back, I think that was more of a – let me be a distraction because he didn't really make. I think he caught the ball after that, right? But he wasn't involved in the game a lot after that. And a hamstring is how? How can I trust you to be there? How can I trust you to run your route the same way you've always run your route? Mm-hmm. You know things like that. We can't use you as a running back right now. Your your, your leg messed up. Yeah. So it it kind of takes away from what all you can do. I respect him for going back out there and trying to do something, at least have some eyes on him. But it just I just think the Chiefs also understood he's not the same level of threat that he was at the beginning of this game. Yeah, that's true. Now this game to me, man, could have ended a lot sooner because did you see that? Uh, did you see that play where um, Steve Wilkes had uh, dialed up a zero blitz and Shanahan called his timeout? He said, "We're we gonna do something, but we ain't gonna do that." Yeah, and there was a lot of things, and a lot of things could have changed this game. That first opening drive for Forty ers looked amazing. Ends Very with promising. Ends with a Christian McCaffrey fumble. It's totally unexpected. You go right back, Patrick Mahomes and put up a great drive. Ends with a fumble. So it, Pacheco fumbled that yeah, one. Yeah, so it's like, ah. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But it seemed to me like uh, the, the situation was uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he was so much calmer in that situation because he'd been there, done that. Uh, he, he used to take him from playing from behind. Uh, I think the, the lights wasn't too bright for him. And, and I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy because he played a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he really did. He played a great game, man. He was 23 for 38, 255 yards in the touchdown. It was Patrick Mahomes that had the interception. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christian McCaffrey had a great, a great game too. 22 carries, 80 yards, 8 receptions, and all that other good stuff that goes with that with a touch. Um, I take it up. But I, I feel that at, at the end of the day, uh, experience, man, is really what chalked this thing up. And and like I just touched on it, have your team being able to believe in you no matter what circumstances they're faced with, no matter what trials and tribulations they're faced with, goes a long way. Because your defense plays with that energy of, I just got to get him the ball back. I just got to get him the ball back. Travis Kelsey... All your receivers play, I just got to make one catch. Mm -hmm. One catch. If he throws it my way, I just have to make one catch. Kickers, I just got to keep us close enough. Harrison Bucker, that that 50. And that was the thing. Jake Moody broke a Super Bowl field goal record. Right after that, Bucker broke a record. Yep. And I want to say to end the game, he kicked the 50. So it was like, man. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was all those guys just, if I could just do this much, I know, and both teams kind of had that, but the difference is they've seen Patrick do it. So the effort is a little higher versus they're still going to have that sentiment of can Brock get it done? Right. If if I get the ball back, can we go out there or are we going to have to have another stop? Can we go out there or are we going to have to get another stop? I think there's a situation when it comes to Brock Purdy, man, even though he had a, a, a good game as he did have, uh, he, it raised more questions than it gave answers, man. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure because, like I say, it wasn't a terrible a terrible game, but uh, what do you feel the 49ers go from this? Because, like you said, they made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, 28, 29 other teams that didn't. <laughs> so I'm not taking anything away from them. 30 teams yeah. that didn't. So I'm not taking anything away from them. But, but where do the 49ers go from this, man? Because I don't see them getting back to this point for a while. Um. That's the thing. I could see them running it back next year. You can? With the level of talent surround on just the level of talent on this team, period. The only question mark people have is Brock Purdy. That's if you want to be real about it. The only real question mark this team has is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy played even better this year than he did last year. Why wouldn't I think he could do it again? Or why would I expect him not to? do it again next year. Now, I think the bigger question is, will all these pieces be back? Right. Will everything be back? Mm-hmm. Will we be able to... Drake Greenlaw, that ACL, who will he be next year? Can we hit in the draft? Y'all need some secondary help. Can we hit on that in the draft? Can Chase Young take that Super Bowl performance and give us a season of that? I'm not concerned about Brock Purdy, really, and that's why I think they'll be fine going forward. Yeah, and so let, let let me tell you something real quickly. Um, it, it was a situation when uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs played, and that was a great game as well for that Super Bowl. Kansas City, we know won. Um, I thought that Jalen Hurts was going to make it back. Um, so I, I just I guess the reason why I bring that up is because I wonder would, would they experience that kind of fall off as well because they had they had a great offense uh, they had a very decent defense and, and like you said it's going to have to cl- click on all cylinders for that to take place man because I you, you could have told me that the Philadelphia uh, Eagles and, and, and Jalen Hurts weren't going to make it back this time and that's the thing too the Eagles 
it's kind of fishy. It's kind of tricky when you get to talk about that, right? The Eagles still had a great season. They still looked like a team for most of the season. They looked like the team going out of the NFC. Right. You know, the only other team that people were, you know, we didn't buy into the uh, Lions at all this year. We weren't really, we understand about your Packers. Great season by them. We didn't think they would make that long run. Right. Buccaneers, yeah. when they came down to it, great season. We don't expect y'all to make, it was always Lions, I mean, it was always 49ers, Eagles. They just ran into a bump of, I, I really think it was just that, that challenging, a little too much of challenging what's been working. Kicking the bucket a little bit too much. Right. Uh, you know, trying to change that offensive thing, trying to change who Jalen Hurts is. Uh things like that instead of like instead of doing our building on top of what we've already established here to be great, you guys kinda tried to recreate the formula. And I think that's what they you can't recreate a formula of something, especially mid season, of something that's working so good. Yeah, yeah. Now uh when when you think about it going into this game and everything, would you even think that uh, uh the Kansas the Kansas City Chiefs would have won this game without Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, scoring a touchdown because he was nine receptions for 93 yards, but he didn't have a touchdown this game. Would you have even imagined that they could pull this off without him getting into the end zone? Not really. Um, all of my winning situations did involve him scoring, but also you look at the nine catches for 93 yards, he had a big impact on this game. Great game, big game, yeah. Big game, just couldn't get into the end zone. And and that's also dealing with when you get down there, they understand who he's looking for to. So they made him go to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you say, when I, and, and just uh, just another emphasis on the legs for Patrick Mahomes, he had nine carries for 66 very purposeful yards. Uh, is it too soon uh, to say Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, three-peat? Is it, is it too soon for that? Yeah, especially... I know once you get there, you you have probably the greatest chance in the world with who you have playing quarterback. But we also got to understand is what y'all did this year is not easy. You guys went from struggling so much, people not catching the ball, things like that, to all of a sudden when they got to the playoffs, it all all of a sudden clicked. It did. They did get on track. It clicked in it, the postseason. It clicked so well to where they looked like. 2022-2023 Chiefs. They didn't look like the Chiefs from earlier that season at all. You get what I'm, That's what is concerning about me. Yeah, they, they they were able to do it for, what was it, four games. Will y'all go back to who y'all were in the regular season? Right. I don't think y'all can make this run again with that team mm-hmm. that showed up to start the season. Yeah, I got you. So, um, you know, it, it was a lot of questions and everything. Chase Young, who he be? Who's going to show up? Is he going to play? He showed up and he played. Uh, Steve Wilkes, I told you about that call. Zero blitz. Got a timeout. Uh, Shanahan, he chopped it up and said, no, we need to do something different. And I think they scored like three points on that. All right. But um, he, he, here's my whole thing about it. Is that um, uh, when you think about uh, that and what was going on, I want to concentrate for just a half a second on the underutilization of CMC in the second half. Uh, I really want to take a look at that for a second because he was the one that scored you the touchdown in the first half. But but then but you forgot about him? You 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 put it on the arm of Brock Purdy in the second half? That's the Yeah, that's a really if I had to pick a a a damning factor for this game, 
It was coaching. It was coaching. Um, like you just touched on it, going away from the guy who was having up to that point the best game. He was having the best game in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you go away from him. Um, you put a lot of pressure on your still a young quarterback, second year in the league, never been here. You know things like that. And then you get to overtime, and you're hearing things of we didn't understand or we didn't know about the new playoff rules. What? We didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> we we didn't know they still got a chance. And but when you look at it, it makes sense. Why else did you take the ball first? Mm-hmm. That's what everybody was confused. Why did you take the ball first? You you want the ball second because first you understand what I have to do and then you're still in control of the outcome of the game. It's still up to what you do. You give them the ball or you take the ball first, it flips all of that. Now they can stop you. They can hold you to three. Now I know I can already get a touchdown. Fourth and one, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. (laughs) Even if y'all would have scored, they know I'm going for two. Right. So it's things like that. It's just why? And it's I think Kyle Shanahan more than anybody on that San Francisco sideline has some questions. I mean, he has some answers that we we need to hear. You have some. You you need to explain your thought process on this. Yeah, and I'm glad that you said that, man. Because think about it. Hey, early in the season, let's call it is what it was. He he, he was really pointing to the defense of Steve Wilkes. All right, that's what he was pointing to as being an issue. He in the booth, he need to be on the field. But I think this one right here falls directly in the lap of the head coach. That's I, you. Defensively, they did enough. They did enough for you yeah. to, to be in this game. Um, then you look at block extra points, things like that. So defense played amazing. Now you would have wanted them to give up less points. Of course, that's what everybody wants. But they did enough. And, and that's the thing with – the opportunities the offense had, you can't place it on the defense. Mm-hmm. It was always we had to go back out there and, and try to do it again. We got to go back out there and try to do it again. They didn't. They didn't capitalize on it. Let's go do it again. Even um, they fumbled the fumble. They got no points off of that. The muffed punt return. I think they only got three off of that. So it's like, mm-hmm. come on. Right. Right. Exactly. Do Steve Wilkes come back yes. uh, next year as, as DC? Come on, man. I'm just asking. I'm just. I was saying that to like Kyle Shannon. Y'all, what are y'all even? This shouldn't even be a conversation. Y'all, I hope that's not something y'all thinking about. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's touch on uh, uh, real quickly about uh, the uh, coaching legacy of Andy Reid, man. Uh, you had said in the previous podcast, you say, hey. Uh, 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 offensive mastermind, man, <laughs> can really put it together and know how to call a game, man. Touch on uh, the excellent, the excellent, the talk about uh, Andy Reid. <laughs> um, it's a, it was just a, a perfect marriage, you know. It was mm-hmm. one of those perfect marriages where he was being questioned after that Philly run. You know, right? He, there's a lot of questions about Andy Reid after that Philly run. Can he ever get it done? Can he win the big one? Can he do that? You know, he get to the Chiefs. We've seen some promise with the Alex Smith and Andy Reid led Chiefs. We've seen some promise with them. Um, then he gets a guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and it's it just like they never looked back. He has a guy who can do everything he asks of them which allows a mad scientist to concoct 
some of the wildest stuff you'll ever see. And it works, man, especially because yeah, Patrick Mahomes kept talking about corn dog, corn dog, corn dog. So uh, I, I think that it, it was an, um, when I was watching one documentary and it was a situation where Andrew, he wants to know what his players like and, and what they want to run and, and, and put plays on the board. And he said he'll put it in his back pocket and he'll think about it. And, and it maybe if it works, and especially if they practice on it long enough, they come out with, I always come out with a play, man, I'm that ain't nobody seen. He said, I'm going to look over this while I eat my burger. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, sometimes he mess up the plays because he drops some ketchup on it. It's all right. He wipes it that's, off and keeps that's, going. That's where Travis Kelsey comes in and he just... <laughs> you just go out there and do you, Travis. Get, get open. And that's, and that's the thing, too. He understands... Like, he just... He understands his players. And you have to have a willingness to... A lot of coaches are... Um, we've seen it with Frank Wright in this... In the The... Terrible experiment of what the Carolina Panthers was last year. A lot of the coaches are, this is my team. This is the way I would. Pete Carroll in that Super Bowl run, there's no other reason why you threw that ball other than, ah, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So it, it, that can come to bite you in the butt. But when you have a guy who, it, this is their team. Right. At the end of the day, they're going out there. They have to, I can call any play I want. If they aren't, Equipped physically, mentally, uh, God-given skill, whatever you want to say. If they don't have it, it doesn't matter how great the call I think I just put in. If they're not comfortable running it, if they don't understand it. So he goes to Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure they talk about it all the time. We've seen the Travis Kelsey fallout on the sideline during this game, and everybody was such up, and you don't do that. You don't do that. You think they don't do that in practice? <laughs> you think Travis Kelsey doesn't do that in practice? <laughs> exactly. One more point, man, before we wrap this thing up. Uh, does Patrick Mahomes pass Tom Brady in Super Bowl wins, baby? Seven is so hard. Seven is so hard, but... You got it's you you gotta think he plays up to let's say 38, mm-hmm. 38, 40. Let's give him forty with God bless his health and all that. Let's give him forty. That's twelve more seasons. He needs three more. When you break it down like that though <laughs> Think about it. Why can't he? Why, maybe not pet but at least tie it. Why right. can't he? Tom Brady didn't get off to this hot of a start now. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, it, just saying it sounds crazy, though, that, oh, he has a chance to surpass seven. It sounds crazy, but he legit does have a chance to do it. He was able to do so much with so little. And let's not forget this, man. These wide receivers, they're coming around. They're young. They're getting better, okay? And if they're able to keep that, that um, and don't forget who's running that offense. You got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. And that defense, if they're able to stay together, only is going to get better. And that's, that's the thing, too. You start looking at Travis Kelsey, who is a little older mm-hmm. in that aspect, and he, he plays one of those positions where he gets banged up a lot more. He does the blocking. He does the getting tackled. He does all those things. So you look at that. Then you look at Chris Jones on the other side. How much longer does Chris Jones have? He so, got put under the franchise tag this year, did he not? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, – and we've seen – nobody ever thought Tyreek Hill would leave that team when they was doing what they were doing. Um, so we've seen it. But it's 
at the end of the day, I'm I'm banking more on if you can keep Patrick Mahomes and and, and Andy Reid together. Mm-hmm. I know Travis Kelsey isn't going anywhere. He's going to finish his career in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. you get another four five years out of it. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. What my man KG say? Anything is possible, baby. It's definitely possible. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. We would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on our next episode of the Donald and Donald Podcast. And you know we doubled off script, people. You know what it is. Please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. And don't worry about your win. Just know that it's coming. We're going to see y'all next episode, baby. Double D. (laughs) Yeah.